Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. The transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who came to Earth from the planet Krypton with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a large metropolitan newspaper. As you remember, Kent, as Superman, had completely cleared up the mystery of the vanished freight car and saved his friend Jimmy Olsen from death by holding up a dynamited bridge while Jimmy's train was passing over it. Back at the Daily Planet, Jimmy and Kent were called into Editor White's office. A pile of stones lay on the editor's desk in a strange design, and Mr. White, visibly upset, explained that it was an Indian warning of impending death. Mr. White asked Jimmy to get him a glass of water. Just as Jimmy reached for the water bottle, a strange thing happened. I have a drink of water. Jimmy, Jimmy, hand me that water bottle. Sure, Mr. White, I'll get it. Holy mackerel. Did you see that? The water bottle. It shattered into a million pieces just as you reached for it. What could have done that? The thing that did it is lying on the floor. Pick it up, Jimmy. Jeepers, Mr. Kent. Look what it is. Kent, do you... Do you see what that is? Uh, Yes, Mr. White. It's an arrow. Now, quick, Kent. Whoever shot that thing in here must be outside in the city room. Don't let him get away. <laughs> Relax, Terry. I'm not going to run what? away. Still as jittery as ever, huh? Something keep us looking, Mr. Kent. An Indian. Yeah, full regalia. War bonnet and everything. <laughs> well, Perry White, aren't you glad to see your old friend? Joe. <laughs> Man, you're acting like a bronco that's just been busted. Comanche Joe. Well, where on earth did you come from? Oh, I blew in from Texas early this morning, Perry. I'm here in a sort of shopping spree. Looked you up the first thing. Uh, I'm sorry if my little joke upset you. <laughs> the stones on your desk, I mean, in the water bottle, are, I'll buy a new one, you know. Nancy Joe. Why, why, I haven't seen you in, in nearly 14 years. No. Hey, Kent, Jimmy, I want you to meet one of the best friends a man ever had. Comanche Joe. How do you do? Put it there, friend. Glad to know you, Sonny. Gee, are you a full-blooded Indian? Jimmy. <laughs> That's all right, Perry. <laughs> yes, Jimmy, I'm a full-blooded Comanche. That's why I'm called Comanche Joe. Comanche here made a killing in the western oil fields years ago. He's one of the richest oil men in the country today. What I'm wondering about, Chief, is how you know each other. I didn't know you'd ever been out west. Why, sure, Kent. That's where I started my career, on a small newspaper in Colorado. I've known Comanche Joe for years. Well, well, Joe, it's certainly good to see you again. So you're in town on a shopping trip, are you? Well, it's a little more than that, Perry. I really made this trip to hire a private detective. Private detective? Well, yes, Mr. Kent. I've been having a little trouble out of my oil field. Trouble of uh, very peculiar nature. Well, tell us about it, Comanche. Sounds interesting. Well, it's something so queer, so peculiar that, well, I can't believe it's possible. It, it all has to do with a coyote. A coyote? Yes, Jimmy. You see, out in my particular section of the country, there's an old Comanche legend about an Indian brave who committed a crime against the tribe and who was turned into a coyote to punish him. 
The story goes that whenever an accident is going to happen, or someone's going to meet death, anything like that, the howl of the coyote is heard. Gee, that sounds exciting. Well, it's only an old Indian legend, you know. At the same time, some queer things have been happening out of the oil field. Let me tell you what happened only about a week ago. One of the strangest things that's ever occurred to me. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, Comanche. We're all ears. Yes, we certainly are. Well, it was a pretty wild and stormy night. Rain had been falling all day and all night, and the wind was blowing a gale to take your hair off. My ranch foreman and myself were in the living room of my house going over the account book. And that, Comanche, is all clear profit. We'll be shipping another 10,000 barrels and number two crew tomorrow. That's fine, Rawson. By the way, how's that driller getting along? You mean Swanstrom? Yeah. Well, I don't know. The explosion of that TNT didn't leave him in any too good shape. I know it. Poor devil. Yeah. I hope you're seeing to it that his expenses are taken care of and his wife and family. I am. Don't worry. You know, Comanche, it's a peculiar thing about that coyote howling. No, Rawson. Pure coincidence. Nothing more. Yeah, I wonder. It's a peculiar howl. Kind of different from any other coyote I've ever heard. We've had three accidents, Comanche. Before each one, just before it, we've heard that coyote yep his full head off. Well, then it's kind of getting me. Oh, don't be a fool, Rawson. If anyone should believe in an old Comanche Indian legend, I'm the one, not you. Well, I don't put any stock in it. Listen. Well, you hit it? Well, well, what about it? Just another coyote. This one sounds different. There's a tune in that gap, and I've never heard before, except when the thing... Come back, come back, Bill, what is it? Well, I take it as quick as he could. There's been an accident with number four. Pete Saunders. What about Saunders? Well, we were placing a drill when the boom on the dairy snipped off. Fell on him square, and he's in a bad way. That coyote... Never heard the coyote now. Come on, Russell. We've got to see if we done for Saunders. Well, what happened, Joe? Perry, we left the ranch house and hurried over to number four. But we were too late. When they got there, Saunders was already dead. Rawson and I went back to the ranch. Trail Comanche, do you believe in the coyote now? It isn't possible, Rawson. Such things don't happen. The story of the coyote foretelling bad news before it happens is nothing more than a legend. I tell you... I... What are you staring at? The paper's on your desk. The report we was going over a little while ago. Well, what about them? Look. A footprint. The footprint of... of a coyote. Right in the middle of the page. As if the animal had stepped on it. Well, what do you think now, Comanche? I don't know. But I do know this. I'm convinced there's something behind this coyote business, and I'm going to find out what it's all about. Ross and I'm leaving for Metropolis tomorrow. By golly, Comanche Joe, that's the strangest story I've heard in a long time. Certainly is. But there must be some down-to-earth solution to it. Well, if there is, I'm afraid it's going to take a superman to find it. The detective agency I contacted is sending a man out next week. Comanche, I smell a story here. Well, I'd like to send Clark Kent out to your place to cover it for the paper. What do you say? Why, well, glad to have him. And how about Jimmy here? I've never yet seen a boy who wouldn't be glad to spend some time riding horses and roping cattle and learning how to shoot. Gee, Mr. White, can I go too? Could I, huh? Well... Chief, I'll go only on the stipulation that you let Jimmy go with me. You'll go where, when, and how I send you, Kent, or take your walking papers. Uh-oh. However, uh, Jimmy can go too. Yippee! I am cowboy. <laughs> well, when do we start, Mr. Comanche? Oh, <laughs> drop the Mr. Jimmy. As to when we start, the quicker you and Mr. Kent can get ready to better handle it. 
phone before we reach your place, Comanche. Another half hour, Jimmy. How do you like riding in a buckboard, eh? Sure does, Buck. <laughs> I never expected to be taken out to your place from the train in a relic of the old west, Comanche. Well, the west is pretty modern these days, but I like to keep it the way it used to be, Kent. You can have your automobile. I'll take a team of horses and a wagon in this country anytime. Look at that view way across the mountain. Yeah, wonderful, isn't it? Just the way I always imagined it would be. Gee, we're going up pretty high, too. Right along the edge of this cliff. Oh, don't get nervous, Jimmy. We go much higher than this. It's a pretty narrow road running along the edge of the precipice. But the horses are sure-footed. There's nothing to worry about. Oh, I'm not worried. <laughs> not in the least. <laughs> of course not. Well, Mr. Kent, I'm inclined to think you'll get the story you're looking for out here. I've been wondering about that, Comanche. This business of the coyote intrigues me. Of course, there must be some down-to-earth reason for it. Do you know of anyone who'd want to do you an injury? No, not at all. I've never done anything to harm anyone, and I don't think anyone would want to harm me. I wonder. Uh, are we going to go any higher? Oh, we keep climbing for quite a while yet, Jimmy. Well, listen up. <laughs> now, Jimmy, <laughs> if you're going to enjoy yourself out here, you've got to keep your nerve about you. It takes a certain amount of courage, you know, to ride a horse and rope cattle. I hope to have you doing that soon. Gosh. Oh, and by the way, Kent, if you want to get some real local color, we'll go over to the Comanche Reservation someday. Oh. Most of my family still live on the reservation, and I can arrange a good many tribal ceremonials. Oh, you mean like war dances and things? Yeah, that's right, Jimmy. I know you'll enjoy them because... Because... What's that? That's the howl of a coyote. Is that the sound that warns of approaching danger? Uh, yes, that, that's what it sounds like. Of course, every time you hear a coyote out here, it doesn't mean that, that something's going to happen. And yet... Yes? Rawson said there was something different in the tone of that coyote we've been hearing. And I think I felt the difference in the one we just heard. If it comes again, I'll know for sure that it's the actual coyote we've been hearing. You know, somehow there's something so odd, so fantastic about this whole setup. That... Hey, listen. That rumbling. Where's it coming from? I can hear it, but I can't tell. Look, right above us. The mountain is moving, coming down on us. It's an avalanche, and we're right in its path. Hey, Mr. Kent, look at it. Come, you. What do we do? We can't turn back on this narrow trail. Our only chance is to get through before the avalanche gets to us. Get up there. Get here. Get here. Get here. Once again, the coyote was heard. A warning of impending danger. Now our friends are in a pretty bad spot. Will Clark Kent be able to save them without revealing his identity as Superman? What is the mystery that surrounds the strange howling of the coyote? What new thrills and dangers await Superman and Jimmy Olsen in the Great West? Be sure to hear the next episode of this new thrilling adventure story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.